0: It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It's winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. At my bookie, winning season is all about your chance to win big. Bet the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, and then some. The craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here. It's simple. Make your picks. Win big collect your cash. Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code BaseballAmerica and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today. Only at my bookie. Hey, welcome to another Baseball America podcast. I'm senior editor Josh Norris, and with me today is Texas Rangers right-hander Ricky Vanasco, who's at the Rangers alternate site in Texas. How are you doing, Ricky? I'm good, man. I'm good. Living life out here in Texas can't beat it. So I've got to ask you: You've been. You were drafted in twenty seventeen, correct? Yes, sir. How much have you changed as a pitcher between amateur ball when you were drafted and now? What's the difference between twenty seventeen Ricky
1: and twenty twenty Ricky? <laughs> there's a, there's a lot that has uh um, you know shaped me to who I am the pitcher I am today. You know, obviously, the mentors that I've had in this game are unbelievable, and have really put a great influence on me. Um, but I mean I was young coming out of high school. I just I never truly had a true pitching coach, um, especially where I'm from, a uh, very, very small town. So um definitely getting the pro league and, you know, learning everything and seeing the older guys do it and I mean honestly probably I gotta say like what shaped me today is like watching the older guys and you know, looking up to them and trying to be the best I can be, you know, every day and working hard and, and just just going out there and you know giving it my all.
0: So when you talk about the older guys, and I kind of cringe as I ask that, who are the
1: older guys to you? Um, I mean we have we have a ton of huge prospects out here. I mean, obviously, I'm fortunate enough for to be out here at the alternative site where there have there is some big league guys that you know have a lot of big league time, and I mean I get to sit down with them, some big league catchers and just you know pick their brain every day. And um, we got speeds out here. We have Demarcus, we got Phillips. Like we got, I mean, we got some really, really good guys out here that you know teach teach a lot, and just by the way they act and the way they hold themselves. So it's it's really awesome to watch.
0: So what you talked about, you said you you didn't have a pitching coach truly growing up. So how did you develop to the point where you were drafted, even if you didn't have a pitching coach?
1: Um, honestly, I just kind of you know went out every day and kind of figured stuff out on my own. Uh, I mean, I was. Very, very, you know, skinny and lean, and I just was a lot of raw talent, and I just kind of went out there and pitched. I was more of a thrower, honestly. I just kind of threw the ball hard over the plate. and had no clue where it was going. So, I mean, yeah, I just never had a true, true pitching coach or someone like that sat down and talked to me or, you know, went over my mechanics or helped me develop my pitches. It was just like me going out there and throwing the ball over the plate as much as I could.
0: So when did you realize that you had a chance to turn pro?
1: Um, my senior year, our preseason game in Denali, when there was about fifty scouts behind the little cutout concession fence, um, and they were all there for me, and it was it was an eye opener, like, you know, every kid's dream that came true, sitting right in front of your face. So, were you were you nervous at all that day? Oh yeah, yeah, I just I just I mean for me. We only had a couple of guys drafted out of my town, and it's just like, it's a, it's a big thing, and so it didn't happen often. You know, not many people get the opportunity to throw in front of fifty pro scouts on their preseason game of high school. You know, at seventeen years old, so I mean, it was it was amazing.
0: Did you uh, undergo a velocity jump between junior and senior years that made it piqued their interest?
1: Um, my junior year was around probably. That's when I hit my growth rate, So I was around like eighty-five, eighty-six, and then my senior year is when it, you know, I put on a little bit of weight. Let's not get crazy, but uh, um, I finally found the weight room too. But I probably jumped up to ninety. You know, when everything clicked, it was probably ninety-four-ish. So I mean, when I when I got scouted, and I mean, if you ask Brett, and it's, I love him to death, he's my area scout. He'll say that you know. When everything came in motion and everything was together, it was—you could see the potential in my arm. You could see the potential in my body of what I had. You know, I could bring to the Rangers and help us win. So,
0: so how how has your 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 arsenal changed? I mean, you you were a thrower back then, as you say. You so you had a fastball. What did you have that complemented back then, and what do you have now?
1: um to complement it back then it was just a really really bad curveball I mean it was almost more slurvy-ish but I threw it hard so I mean in my division in my in my high school all I really needed was my fastball I, I mean I got my outs I never really had to you know pitch with a secondary it was almost like all right I'll just throw it in the zone like let them see I have it and then I'm just going to keep blowing fastballs by guys the whole game so um but now now I've developed you know. I have my fastball, I have my curveball, which I throw at, you know, 84, 87, which is unheard of. And then I have my changeup, which is still kind of hard. It's like 90-ish. And then I've been working on a slider. So this is around 88 to 90.
0: So why the slider? What, what, what do you believe it's going to help you with down the road? Or what do they believe it's going to help you with down the road?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, right now, um, it's more of a development thing. Because I have my fastball and my curveball, which is my up-down play. Because um, my curveball is a twelve-six, so I can play up in the zone very well with my fastball and down in the zone very well with my curveball. And then my changeup uh, is almost just like a setup pitch. I throw it, you know, with the same intent as my fastball, so it's it's very deceiving. Um, and then the slider is helping me work the opposite way with, you know, complements off my changeup. It follows the same, same tunnel, um, it falls off, but um, it's been more cuttery-ish lately. So we're trying to get the more of like, you know, the the straight and the down, almost diagonal action out of it. Um, so it's just a work in progress, but I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's hard. It's it shows signs of promise. So it's my fourth. It's a fourth pitch, son. I mean. Going to be starting the big leagues. You gotta have you know a little bit more than just three, so especially nowadays.
0: So the fastball, ideally, you want to work up top of the zone, and you want to pair it with the curveball down, and then the changeup and the slider are going to allow you to work east, west, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. But so that that's kind of how you want to do. It. You want to make make X's in the strike zone if you can. You don't want to just work kind of one quadrant or two quadrants. So that fastball of yours, I mean, it, it sometimes you know people could see a fastball is a fastball is a fastball, but there are different properties to different fastballs. Like what, when you look at the, the, the Rapsodo readouts or the uh, the whatever readouts you guys have, what does it tell you about your fastball and the way it plays?
1: Um, so the reason, you know, I throw up in the zone with my fastball or um, I, you know, I get away with it is because, the vertical lift on my fastball—it's very, very true. I throw it at a hundred percent spin efficiency. Um, I got—I've been up to like twenty-five inches of vertical movement with it, which is absolutely insane. I don't have a lot of spin rate on it, um, but I mean, just—I guess the way that my arm slides and the way it rolls out of my hand—that's just very, very true. Um, it's very explosive. It's like I've been told it gets on hitters very, very fast. Um, so it's it's very easy for me to you know get it by guys or get that looking for that late punch out up in the zone because of of it, you know missing bats by an inch or two. So. And is the the curveball with the complement to that fastball? Is it a high spin rate
0: pitch that kind of falls out of the sky like that, or is it? Uh, how does it work? Um,
1: so my curveball is um, like I said, it's right about eighty four to eighty seven, and it's got. I think roughly around negative 15 inches of vertical movement. So on a good day, you know, with my fastball, is around 21, 22. And we're talking about negative 15. Uh, I mean, it's hard to cover both, you know, up and down, especially when they both look the same coming out of the hand. So
0: that's really interesting. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to do this. I've watched a few of your starts in uh, the Northwest League and a little bit in Hickory, and you throw that fastball a lot. I mean, is 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 the uh, the percentage of that pitch, uh, I want to say 75-ish
1: even percent, or I mean, how, how often do you throw your fastball? Um, so, I mean, lately, you know, as I've been growing, I've been learning, you know, I have to, I have to be comfortable throwing my other stuff in the zone, you know, early, pitching behind and stuff. So, lately, I think I've been throwing it about 55% of the time, which was a complete turnaround from last year. I think you know, my fastball percentage was like, around 75 almost 80 um but then I mean last year I only had two pitches which was my fastball and my curveball and then a really really terrible changeup. so um but now it's it's finally evening out um it's being more you know dependable I don't have to always depend on it and you know I can get away with other stuff now and it's it's helping me throw my fastball easier and counts and being able to get away with it more because you know I am spinning curveballs in the zone for strikes I am throwing two yards in the zone for strikes so so you're out at the alternate sites what's a day like
0: uh there I mean I know it's probably not really the same as a minor league season you're obviously not traveling at all but what's what's a normal day like for you when you're you know like on a day where you're gonna throw or a day where you're not gonna throw what's the routine like?
1: Um, so usually, you know, days when we just have, we play catch, um, we're, so we stay, we're in the uh, old stadium and they ended up turning it into an XFL field. I guess the XFL team went out of business. So now they turned it into a soccer field. So it's all turf. It's very, very hot during the day. Um, but we usually get there around, you know, 8am. We check in, um, depending on whether or not we have to take a, uh, Corona test, which is just a saliva test um we check in early we take the saliva test um we just you know go to our locker change out go out to the the turf field and stretch and throw and I mean basically that's it we're we're not really there long um they try not to you know keep us around each other just for protocol reasons um and then on you know side days sometimes we're at the old field and then when the big league teams uh not home, or fortunate enough to you know go over there and use their facility and their mound. So it's been really, really nice. How how many innings do you think you have this year, or do you know you have? Um, so I think I left Arizona because I was in Arizona the whole you know time this was all going on, and I stayed working and doing things. So I I think I left Arizona with about sixty five, almost seventy ish, and I've got about five outings here. So I'm I'm up around a hundred. Oh, wow. That's more than most guys are getting. So
0: you got to stay in Arizona
1: uh, during uh, the the shutdown? Yeah. I was one of the fortunate ones to, you know, stay in Arizona and be able to work out at the facility there. A couple of the pitching coaches stayed with us too. So it was, uh, it was really nice. I mean, that was also a very, very huge thing with my development too. Were you throwing to hitters at all there or was it just simply, you know, uh, catchers or into a
0: net or whatever?
1: Yeah, so the um, had hitters, the uh, Venezuelan guys, um, when they shut down the border for the corona, um, they ended up having to stay there. So, I mean, we were fortunate enough to have catchers, and we were fortunate enough to have hitters that faced us. So, I mean, it was all live ABs, it was all very competitive, and you know, just keep the arm moving and getting after it every day. So, so you mentioned earlier talking about your, you're now facing more veteran guys, and your teammates with more veteran guys, you got
0: catchers who can help you. What kind of stuff have they been able to show you uh, over the course of the last few months that you might not have gotten during a regular season?
1: Um, I mean, the, the hitting – the hitters here, they're very, very picky. Um, I mean, obviously, they're big league guys. They're – you know, they're developed. They know their plan. They know what they want to do every day. So for me, it's been more or less adjusting to, um, you know, being closer, you know, closer to the zone you know, having to make the adjustment to throw my off speed in the zone for strikes, because for me, I can't just pitch with a fastball to the bigger years. And I've known, like I've known that, but to see it finally, is just like, okay, like now it's time to, you know, work for more percentage strikes and attack guys still like be whole strikes in the zone. And if they hit it, they hit it. But I mean, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, throw a lot of good outings here and, you know, compete very, very well. And, show that I mean I can pitch at a higher level than you know most guys can right now so
0: I mean just getting selected to the alternate side obviously you were last year mostly with Spokane and a little bit of Hickory like they didn't have to bring you they could have gone with upper level guys just what kind of honor was it to be included in a 60-man player pool when space is at such a premium
1: no it, it was I mean it was amazing when I uh I actually had got done with my outing in Arizona and my coach called me over to do pickoffs and uh, on the, the side field, and then he ended up telling me. And it was, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of waiting on it. Um, I was, you know, praying every day that I would get there. And um, it was, I mean, it was a dream come true. Obviously, it's it's a very, very huge honor to be here and you know participate with these guys and you know see them every day and be around. The front office and be here in Texas. I mean, this state's beautiful, and be in the big league field. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's been amazing.
0: As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair—from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know? Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home, too! You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months. So you, you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor's visits. Keeps also offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash baseballamerica to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot baseballamerica. Is there any particular guy in camp now that you're basically facing the same guys over and over again who kind of has your number or you have his, vice versa?
1: That's a good question. Uh, me and uh, Josh Young have been going back and forth. I think he's like – he's t- three for like nine off me. But uh, every – there's three, you know, there's three hits that he's, he's gotten off me are very, very hit hard and they've been off the wall every time. So we've been going back and forth, me and him. So it's been a good competition.
0: So you you get to, to Spokane last year and that's typically a college heavy league. Could you tell oh, right away that you know this competition was maybe a little better than you faced in the AZL or in high school and they were
1: maybe a little pickier than uh you'd faced in your life. Um so honestly, I didn't see a difference in Spokane from AZL. Um for me, I mean, it was it was kind of like the same. I was I was cruising in Spokane. I mean, it was very very easy for me, you know, to go out there just be confident, like, I didn't really get hurt in Spokane, so to say, like, I was very competitive, and I threw a lot of strikes in Spokane, and I got to Hickory, Hickory was more of a, okay, like, now I have to start throwing everything in the zone, I got a lot of, like, away with a lot of stuff in Spokane, and then Hickory, you know, kind of cut the corners off, shaved a little bit, and um that's when I noticed like okay these guys are a little bit more pickier I have to I know I have to be in the zone a little bit more so that's when I noticed like hey like this is this is going to be a little bit more competitive so
0: what kind of goals did you have for yourself coming into the year before you realized it wasn't going to be a normal year
1: um so my goals for this year were coming in were to I mean obviously keep developing my change up um and then I wanted my zone south strike percentage to be up than it was last year.
0: So you talk about your changeup too. You know, you can talk to 10 different pitchers and you might find 10 different changeup grips. What uh how long did you have to go before you found one that was comfortable for you?
1: Oh, I don't know. I can't tell you. We changed it four times last year and we might change it about four times this year. And then I found it finally when I was in uh Arizona and everything was shut down with my pitching coach and I mean it was just like night and day. I just I came out and it was just like had the action had the movement had the you know the the speed off of it and it was just like the one grip the one thing that I was looking for and and I mean it was it was honestly like to have gone through everything and like finally find it it was just like such a weight off my shoulders and it was such a relief to you know finally find it so what is it um well it's uh so it's a it's a two-seam grip and then I just kind of slide my fingers off the side of it and it's almost like a circle change, but it's not. And it's like, I don't have it deep in my hand. And I kind of cock the baseball sideways in it.
0: And, you know, what does it, is it a, a fade? You said it has fade. It has separation. Can you manipulate the fade uh, when you throw it? Or is it going to have consistent fade every time? Or can you no, I it, like, can manipulate it. Out?
1: I can manipulate it. Sometimes, uh, you know, accidentally I'm behind it more. And it's just kind of like a really bad fastball. But, um... No, I can definitely manipulate it more. If I want it, you know, to fade a little bit more, I'll just get on the inside of it a little bit or I'll turn it in my hand. But for me, like development-wise, that it's been a very, very huge fit for me to learn. So, you know, we
0: talked a little bit about if you, you might go to instructs, you might not, you know, depending on your innings count. If you don't, I mean, what's, what's next for you? What do you plan to do over the off-season uh, to continue developing until whenever baseball is normal again
1: um so this off season, i mean i plan on taking you know a month or two off uh, probably get started around you know late november um, i'm supposed to go out in january to california to work with uh one of my agencies you know pitching guy um i've been talking to him the whole time since you know this stuff has gotten shut down i've been sending him videos we've been facetiming back and forth He's been showing me things um, and I've been learning a lot from him also. So it's, it's been pretty cool. But um, I mean, this year for my off season is just gain weight, get stronger again, and, you know, be ready for next spring training when, you know, whenever this hopefully starts up again, finally. Who is the uh, the pitching guy that you work with? Uh, Dom Johnson. And does he, who else does he work
0: with? I imagine there's a lot of shared clients between your agency and you and maybe some other guys
1: uh so he's I know that like the um most like big league guy that we have out there right now is uh or we've had out there is Joe Musgrove for the Pirates so but um I know he's worked with him and a couple other big leaguers that we have so it's you know it's very fortunate for my agency to you know be like hey like we want to send you out here to work with him because for me like I mean I want to keep working like I want to get better every day so how how have you been aside from the obvious
0: situation? Have you been affected at all by COVID? I mean, do you know people who've gotten it? Are you kind of uh, worried about it at this point, or are you just kind of is it just something you live with? Uh,
1: I mean, at this point, to me, it's just kind of something you know you live with. You, you just be careful, you be cautious about, you know, wash your hands and stay safe. I mean, we're not out, we're not really allowed to do anything out here. We're just kind of you know secluded to our houses and our apartments, but um. One of my boys actually back home had just, you know, got over it. So, and he said it was not fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you you
0: have a friend who got it, was it, you know, the light version or was it, you know, you were really kind of
1: worried about him or is it somewhere in between? It was just, how was it? He said, uh, he said it was more or less like a really, really bad cold. Um, He said it was like, he was lightheaded all the time. He really just like, it was almost like a disorientation. Um he didn't he ended, didn't end up losing his taste or smell, but um he was just like you said, it was hard to breathe, it was he was nausea, like it was it was tough. So does that kind of hammer home for you the the need to be
0: as safe as possible? I mean I, I can understand you being a, a younger person and this doesn't usually affect that that uh segment of the population particularly hard but did that kind of hammer home the point that yeah this is serious and it doesn't really care who it attacks
1: yeah no absolutely yeah i mean i mean we've been careful very very careful since we've uh you know everything's been going down like we've took so many precautions i've been tested so many times i can't tell you but uh no i've i've been staying very safe and i mean washing my hands wearing my mask everywhere so you know just trying to do everything i can to prevent myself from getting it so
0: in uh, aside from the, your your current facility right now, in your brief pro career, where's your favorite park to pitch? Ooh. big league park. I mean, if I, I would say minor league park, big league um, park for cheating.
1: I really really liked Greenville last year. Uh, the The Red Sox Stadium, that place was absolutely beautiful, um, and I really, I, honestly, I loved um Spokane when I was there the fan base and everything the short porch and right field but I mean couldn't beat it it was it was awesome Vancouver was very very awesome too I love that place did you have a passport already or did you have to get one in advance of that season no I had one I got one my first year uh and made sure I had one before I um ended up going to Spokane so
0: so you got both that what's the highlight of your
1: pro career so far do you think uh highlight of my pro career. I'd have to say pitching game one against um Del Margo last year in Hickory. Um ended up throwing the first playoff game and I think it was my best game I had. Um I ended up you know scudding a little bit in the first inning. I think I gave up like one run. And then after that I threw six shutout innings with like fifteen Ks. So it was it was awesome. It was very, very sweet. That must have been an incredible confidence boost going into – that's probably your last outing of the year, right? Um, I threw another one in Lexington. Okay. Um, I threw three innings, and I punched out the first nine, I believe. Not a bad couple games to close your season. No no wonder they have you at the alternate site. Yeah, no – yeah, it's – yeah, last year was – I mean, last year was definitely a blessing for me, so –
0: well, thank you very much, Ricky. I really appreciate the time you, you've given me today and taking out of your your day out there in, in Texas and hope you close the season the uh, season strong and you know have a nice off season and maybe next year COVID will just be a, a memory and we can get back to minor league baseball and major league baseball like it was intended in front of fans and not at things called alternate sites.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. No prayers to everybody that, you know, has a family member that has passed away from corona or you know, i sick right now and just need to get back to our regular life and our regular world, so. Well, awesome. Again, thank you very much. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, for Ricky Vanasco, I'm Josh Norris. This has been another Baseball America podcast.